Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCready and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxie. Visit DeadSoxie.com and enter promo code RebelGrove at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now... Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome to another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxy. I'm Neil McCready, your host today on the show, Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion and RebelGrove.com. Also here with us, as always, he's in uh, Nashville. I'm in Oxford. I'm in the Clark Ford Studios. I'll tell you about Clark Ford in a minute. First, I want to tell you about the fine people at Dead Soxy. They want you to know they have created socks that make an impact. They've teamed up with Vogel Alcove to help young people in the Dallas area overcome the lasting and traumatic effects of homelessness. These incredible socks were created by the very kids this program is serving. With three one-of-a-kind designs, each sock tells its own story. So visit deadsoxy.com. Click on the yellow banner at the top of the page to visit the collab page. 50% of all of the proceeds have been pledged to help break the cycle of child homelessness. So extend the season of perpetual giving. Support this incredible collaboration. While the promo code will not apply to the Vogel Alcove collaboration in order to maximize the donation, remember to enjoy the 30% off all other Dead Soxy products with promo code REBELGROVE. So welcome into 2020, and as always, stay soxy. Uh, I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call the number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be your truck guy. He'll prove that to you. 662-257-1900. Zach, how are you? Neil, I'm doing well. I am going through the the always stressful, uh, I guess, practice of packing for a trip that is longer than you know a couple days, and that's something that uh, as many times as I do it, it always stresses me out that I'm going to forget something. Your dog is angry. Or yes, happy. they are. The the well. I don't really know. They, they don't even know. We have a, I was telling you before we started, we have a nanny here for the young one, and I have them in the office with me, and it is stressing them out that they're not out there to just follow this person around in our house. Because that person could be rampaging your house right now, and the dogs know it, and they can't do anything about it locked in because you're not letting them do their job. Yeah, it could be. Um, it's hilarious because the the. The small dog could care less. Doesn't he? He is just oblivious to everything, just aloof. And it's the the big dog that is essentially questioning this person. Like, what are you doing with my child? Because that's she is she's the shadow. Have, have the dogs acclimated to the uh, to the the, the, the new Barry? Yeah. So uh, yeah, the big one is it, wherever you take him. She goes. You, you take him in there, change diapers, she's right there. Put him down, everything. She always wants to sit by him. Little dog couldn't care less. He doesn't care. As long as he can stare out the window and, and bark at inanimate objects, he's fine. But the big dog thinks that this is her child. She does. She does. That's. I think that's a common thing for, for Labradors. They are very, very good with kids. The other one's good. He just doesn't care. Like... Sometimes he'll come up and try to give him a little lick, and then sometimes I'll try to sit him next to him, and he just jumps off the couch and runs off. So, yeah. so who knows? I'm a firm believer that you can't beat Labrador Retrievers. I mean, I know that other people want to fight that fight and, and battle that battle, and I'm good. I mean, we can we can brawl if you want, but I, it's <laughs> it's a hill I'm willing to die on. I'll tell you this. I, I'll I'll brag a little bit on her. So she was a rescue through a uh, my wife's best friend. Um, one of his cousins 
Um, she couldn't, she got her when she was a puppy and she got a new job and her work schedule was just essentially, she didn't, she didn't want to keep her cooped up in a kennel all day as a puppy. And so we were like, well, we can take her. We work from home. Like, it's all good. And man, we took her to, uh, an obedience trainer here. It's an ex, uh, ex military, like ex, uh, police dog trainer, like just, just very, very, very structured guy. And so I take her there. She's there for probably four or five days. And then when I go to pick her up and he was like, man, I'll tell you this, I don't get attached to these things because this is my job and, and they're just here to learn. But he was like, I'll tell you what, I don't want to let her go. And he got like all emotional and was like, man, she's just a good dog, man. So it is kind of nice. You know, that's a nice little, uh, little plug for, for rescuing dogs. I mean, they're, they're not all terrors or bad. She's uh she's great. Oh no, they're they're not all they're not all terrors or bad at all. Most most yeah. of most of them, in fact, are uh, great animals. Yeah, can't beat dogs. They're great. All right, so recruiting as we tape this on a Tuesday, basically midday. We're about eight days away from uh, this being over this particular cycle. I think mostly over, although Leonard Manuel swears he's not going to sign with anyone on February the 5th, which which means that if he doesn't sign with anyone on February the 5th, I'm going to get bombarded with Leonard Manuel questions every week. What's the latest? What's the latest? What's the latest? And the answer is going to be, I don't know. Um, we'll talk real quick about the guys that came in over the weekend, get your thoughts. Uh, what did you think of kind of Manuel's comments, what you've heard from talking to people who were sort of around that? You you seem to be pretty bullish on Ole Miss's chances ultimately with Leonard Manuel. I think they have a really good shot. You can't say enough about what Kevin Smith's done in such a short period of time in this class. He's been able to make several connections with some key recruits. Um, and, the, and the crazy thing is that most of them are committed somewhere else. Uh, Manuel's one – and then we'll get to the other two uh, a little later. But I think Leonard Manuel likes the idea of playing uh, for Lane Kiffin. He, he, he likes the, um, I guess, the style of play. I think Kiffin has been able to point to his use of receivers, whether that be at Southern Cal, at, at Alabama, and then uh, his success that he had at uh, FAU. Because I have noticed that at some camps – uh, Manuel had worked out with tight ends uh, here and there. Uh, he is a big guy. Uh, I, I still think he's a receiver, but uh, it doesn't hurt to have your last year at FAU, your your tight end win the Mackey Award. But I think that they connect um, with Man- Manuel and, and just going down there to Florida. Uh, they, they did an in-home. They obviously struck up quite a uh, relationship there because he immediately – takes a trip to Oxford. So I think they have a really good shot. You know, the, the timeline of the signing is what's going to throw a wrench into this, as you said. I, I, I think it's pretty evident he has some academics he needs to get in order. I don't know if that's grades um, or just an actual just ACT. Um, but, yeah, he seems to be very adamant about waiting. And I don't know if that's waiting to see who other people sign or if it's a true – testament to he's got to get his grades in order um i think it's a grade thing that's the feeling i got is that kind of what you're hearing behind the scenes that's that's what i think it is and i've heard some people mention that and um you know there's there's been a lot of um i guess scuttlebutt about his his ranking because um at one time he was um a five-star prospect by some services. He was a top 50 guy, and then he's um, kind of dropped off a little bit. I mean, he's still, um, still a four-star, 5.8 four-star on rivals. Um, so it's not like it's anything to scoff at there, but um, I think he was nationally ranked at one time, but I think a lot has been uh, mentioned behind the scenes with with him and um i think he he changed schools he did go to 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 vanguard high school i believe and then he finished at stranahan um so there's i guess maybe some concern here and there about um you know maybe his ability to stick with things um and what have you i I don't know the the actual real you know reasoning behind changing schools he could have just wanted to transfer schools um 
but there was a significant drop from everything that I've seen. I don't think it's anything alarming or anything crazy, like he's a problem. But the one thing that is steady is that everybody says that he is a legitimate four or five star talent as a wide receiver. He's a. I'll tell you this, Zach. Seeing him in person, and now it's him standing there. Okay, so Mm -hmm. I didn't. I mean, I did put him through a battery of drills and. You were looking him eye to eye too, right? I I was looking at him eye to eye, and I said, "All right, let's let's do this." And so I had him run. No, I'm kidding. He, he looks the part. Yeah, I, I was gonna say he's he's every bit of six four, uh, maybe six five in cleats, um, two hundred pounds at least. Uh, he's a big physical guy that almost hasn't had that type of receiver in their offense um, since DK and AJ. I don't know if you could really call Demarcus Lodge a big physical guy. I mean, he was. He was long, but he wasn't physical and big. Um, this is more of a, you know, like I said, DKAJ, that DeMaurier string fellow type receiver that, that they need on the outside. Uh, so he came. We talked about him. Donovan Kaufman came. Safety from Metairie right outside of New Orleans, basically in New Orleans. Been committed to Vanderbilt. Talked to him about it. He said, you know, it's Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, Florida State. He gave some real striking positives for all three. But if you made me guess from talking to him, it's Ole Miss or Florida State. And if you made me guess, I'd guess it's Ole Miss. I'm curious if you're hearing the same thing. I think so, too. I'm pretty close. I'm, I'm still trying to talk to some some folks. Um, trying to talk to some people around here in Nashville to – Try to talk to some bandy people to see what they think. I'm pretty close to putting in a future cast for Ole Miss there. Then this dude, there's a lot to like here. Um, Kaufman is a super, super talent. I've seen people comparing him to hunt to the Honey Badger, to Tyron Matthew. And I don't know if that's a Louisiana thing because he's from Louisiana and, and Honey Badger played at LSU. But I told you I see a lot of um, I see a lot of Jabril Peppers in him. Uh, and I guess that's the Chris Partridge connection there because uh, he's his primary recruiter. But he he did he does a lot of things for Rummel. He plays some outside linebacker. He plays some safety. Plays some corner. He returns kicks. I mean that's Peppers was the all everything guy for Michigan. Was a uh, consensus All American. Was you know I think he was up for several awards. I mean finished top five voting in the Heisman. I think. I mean not saying that that's what Kaufman's going to do uh, if he comes to Ole Miss, but. I mean, the talent is there. I mean, he um, was uh, the state player of the year, um, state title game MVP. I mean, just seems like a like a really, really, really talented dude that can can help you in a number of ways on defense. And, um, yeah, I, I'm with you there. I think Ole Miss has a really good shot here. As soon as Chris Partridge was hired, um, he was one of his first four or five guys that he targeted. So I think that that – really struck uh, Kaufman as, you know, well, you know, I need to give Ole Miss a shot here. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, Neil. How about his ringing endorsement for Ole Miss's academics in that interview? Yeah, I was uh, – we didn't have – so the way this works for people who kind of – because I, I get a lot of this, like, how's it work? There's no formula for it. The way it's sort of being done is, look, they can't arrange interviews. Okay, it can't be done. So that that's that's mm-hmm. against the rules. So we're out there. It's public property. We have every reason to stand out there if we want to, as long as we're not bothering anyone. And uh, for the most part, I don't think we bother anyone. Um, that changes sometimes week to week. Uh, but we weren't bothering anyone, and so we asked him if he would talk, and he said he would. And and he's got about a minute and a half there that you can do. So when he started talking about that, I was kind of like, really, what, what what exactly were you told? <laughs> but I didn't. I'm kidding. Uh, we get about a minute and a half, so you got to be quick. It's how did it go, where do things stand, what's next? That's really about all you've got time for. It's quick, quick, quick. And um, anyway, um, yeah, he – it felt like Ole Miss with him. Now, here's the other one. Mike Harris, the, the three-star defensive back from Phoenix City, Alabama. All weekend long, I was told it's going to be Ole Miss. That's his best option. That's his best option. He's going to Baylor this weekend. He keeps tweeting stuff about Ole Miss, yet there are people that say Ole Miss is basically done with him. And I, I don't have any way to verify that. What are you What are you hearing as it yeah. comes to Harris? So I, I, I've been told some conflicting things here. I've 
I'm told that you know, hey, they're, they're still kind of waiting things out. They're going to see what his what his visit at Baylor's like. I've been told that they could have potentially moved on because they may have gotten some good news from some other guys. I mean, we just talked about Kaufman, and then you've got Darren Branch that's coming in town this this weekend. Uh, the Ole Miss commit from Louisiana as well. He's, he, I think there was some some questions there if the staff was going to to take him, and then that question was answered when. Uh, Terrell Buckley, Kevin Smith, and um, Lane Kiffin did an in-home with him. But I, I reached out to to Mike Harris, and he finally got back to me. And um, he said that, you, you know, I just basically just did the normal thing that I do. I asked, you know, ask recruits, you know, hey, how was your visit? Um, where does Ole Miss stand moving forward? And, um, you know, do you have a timeline on decision, blah, blah, blah. And he said he had a great time. He said it was one of the best visits he's been on. He said his family really liked it, really liked Oxford, and um, said they really liked the coaching staff. So he didn't really give me a definitive answer on where they stand. He said they're definitely still in consideration. I think the Baylor visit is telling because I believe he was still kind of in talks with LSU, being a local kid. Dave Aranda takes the job at Baylor. Now he's visiting Baylor. I still think the Bears are, are still kind of – in it more than people are giving them because obviously if Dave Aranda wants you, you're going to listen. Um, I think that there's a chance that um, Ole Miss may have received good news from Kaufman and they may have received, um, you know, kind of a gotten a status report from Darren Branch, if you will, after Georgia, just talking to him. And then he might've said, you know, Hey, I'm still good. I'm coming to town, you know, because that's kind of the worry. There's always the visit bump. You know about that, Neil. There's always right after the visit, man, man it was so awesome. Like, you know, official visits rarely go bad. Yeah. Um, so that that could have been it. I, like you said, I can't confirm anything as as far as moving on or anything like that. When I talked to Mike, he, he had nothing but nice things to say about Ole Miss and um, very uh, very nice kid. All right, before we get into this weekend's visit, let's touch quickly on some guys that are out there that have visited already who are mm-hmm. uh, who remain uncommitted, at least publicly. Uh, people have asked me about Brady Ward. I, I, I don't really know. Um, I, don't, yeah. I don't know that Brady has a committable straight-up offer uh, at okay. Ole Miss, at Mississippi State. I don't know. He didn't go to Mississippi State. He's got a visit scheduled to Oklahoma, but he was pretty ambiguous about that when I talked to him a week ago, whether he was still going to take that trip or not. Um, other schools have gotten involved. I, I, I think he's he's got to wait and see a little bit. Um, Marcus Henry. He's, he's gone silent, too. I, I've tried to reach out to him a couple times, and he hasn't gotten back to me. So yeah. he's probably doing a lot of thinking. Yeah, there's just, you know, sometimes he's a – look, Brady's a bit of a project. And some schools are are more willing to take on a project than others. Yeah, um, great frame. And look, he's as good of a project to get invited to the uh, All American Bowl. So, I mean, he, there's some. If you look on YouTube on Rivals Channel, they've got videos from practice and one on ones and stuff. There's a couple times where people get the best of him. There's a couple times when he holds his own against some really good players. So. Um. Yeah, it's still a project, but that's a really good school in Mobile to have a nice pipeline to. It is. There's no doubt. There's a lot of reasons to do it, and uh, we'll see what happens. Um, Marcus Henderson's out there. I know you're closer to this than, than I am. Um, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Georgia, maybe an outside shot at Tennessee. What? What's the latest there? So I. The, there were, I, I did see some things on the board where people were <laughs> people were trying to say that Matt Luke is trying to get revenge on Ole Miss for recruiting all these dudes. Um, and I mean, look, the the connections to all three of his schools all make sense because he was being recruited by Arkansas because of Sean Tuey Jr. and his connection to Memphis. That staff was fired. Well, now they have Sam Pittman, who was at Georgia who was recruiting him as an offensive lineman. Now he's at Arkansas, so that makes sense. And then Georgia, Matt Luke. Uh, Matt Luke was recruiting him to Ole Miss. Um, now he's at Georgia. And then, obviously, the Ole Miss connection. Um, I know Randy Clements made him a priority. Lane Kiffin made him a priority uh, very early on. 
as soon as uh, they got to Oxford. I, the one thing that's concerning to me is how is Georgia recruiting him and do they have room? I don't know if they're recruiting him as a defensive lineman. I think they're recruiting him as an offensive lineman. And, you know, they've got guys that they're trying to sign. Cedric Van Prane is a, a four-star uh, offensive lineman. And then Broderick Jones, who's a five-star offensive tackle. They've got to have room for those two guys in this class. Is Matt Luke trying to bring him in as a D lineman or an O lineman? I think Ole Miss is pitching both. I think they would like for him to play D line. I think Ole Miss has the edge here. I think um, he really liked his visit, and I think his parents want him at Ole Miss. I think they really like uh, the proximity, and then I think they seem to have gotten along with uh, the new staff. I know they liked Matt Luke and everybody else. Uh, Jack Bicknell did a really good job recruiting him, but I think um, if I had to pick today, I'd say Ole Miss. I'm not going to spend much time on this, but I'm going to say this. Coaches are mercenaries. That applies to all coaches. Matt Luke now works at Georgia. They're paying him money to work at Georgia. They're paying him money to recruit to Georgia. That's his job. Is it personal with Ole Miss? Well, of course it's personal with Ole Miss. Wouldn't it be personal with you? So, but but is Kirby Smart going to let Matt Luke come in and go? Okay, well, there's these five kids that Ole Miss was recruiting that they weren't going to get, and I want to screw. Up. Come on, man, that's just not how this works. I know for an absolute fact, Robert Scott reached out to Georgia, for example, to see if there was room there, and there wasn't. I know Matt Luke liked Robert Scott. If Matt Luke were still the coach at Ole Miss, Robert Scott would be signed at Ole Miss and probably already in school. So it just. People got to get past some of that. I mean, fans are going to do fans, and I get it. But Matt's job is to recruit kids to Georgia. That's his job now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so, if if he, whatever the motivation may be, it doesn't really matter. His job is to recruit kids to Georgia, and if he recruits kids to Georgia, he's doing his job. I, I'm, 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 I, I, no one's ever going to accuse me. I don't think of being a Matt Luke apologist, but that's his job. That's what he's getting paid to do. Is it? Yeah, I mean, is, is it exactly. pers- is it personal? I'm sure it's personal. Ole Miss fired him. Anyone who's ever been fired knows that when someone fires you, it's personal. As Michael Scott says, business is always personal. <laughs> uh, yeah, he did. I, he did. It's 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 not Matt Luke's not the boogeyman trying to you know kill the recruiting class it, he's just doing what he's hired to do no of so course. and w- w- would, it, would he like to put it to Ole Miss I'm sure he would that's that's how it works man I mean you know yeah absolutely will that will that pass one day probably I hope I hope for Matt's sake I hope it does but yeah I mean if you've ever been fired you know that that getting fired is a personal thing and and you don't forget it so Matt got fired at Ole Miss, and and uh, I'm sure that it's something that he thinks about, and I'm sure it's something that motivates him. And he also wants to become a head coach again one day, and to do that, he's got to do a really good job at Georgia, and part of that is recruiting. So, you know, anyway, enough of that. I just sometimes I see all that, and I'm like, I think people are getting personal, and you're not thinking, about, you're not thinking about this logically. Look, I, I watched. Uh, Deke Adams walked up the other day and said, hello, he's wearing Ole Miss gear right now. A month ago, he was wearing Mississippi State gear. It's it's a different field. Yeah, uh, uh, you got to – it is a uh, – it's almost like a quarterback mentality. Get out of that short, short-term memory. Yeah, I mean, you know – Move on. I mean, it wasn't long ago Randy Clements was wearing Florida State gear, and now he's recruiting against Florida State. I mean, it just it, – it's just the nature of the beast in that deal, so – I don't know. I, I, sometimes I just feel like that has to be talked about. All right, let's talk about some guys who are coming in this weekend. I was told six to eight visitors. Um, and it looks like that number is going to hold pretty much true. I'll talk about the uh, – we'll just take them in alphabetical order if that's okay. Uh, okay. Mark Britt, the safety from Florida. He's committed to Florida. He just took a visit to Florida. He's a four-star player. From everything I'm hearing, it feels like a real long shot there. Yeah, we were talking about this before we started. I think you can – I think for now, I wouldn't pay too much attention. It's not like I'd be looking at 
what Mark Britt looks like on film or anything just yet. If he shows up in Oxford, which he certainly plans on it. I saw Corey Bender at Gator Territory, um, Florida's rival site, had an article up after his official to Florida last weekend. He said that he was planning on visiting Ole Miss. So unless something changes before this weekend, he's scheduled to be in town. Uh, For now, I think it's a long shot, but... Ole Miss definitely needs help at safety. They 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 need help, um, you know, in the secondary as a whole. But yeah, for now, I, I'd put it as a long shot. Um, but uh, but hey, you never know. Last weekend before signing day, crazier things have happened, all that stuff. But for now, yeah, I wouldn't pay too much attention to it. Darren Branch, the uh, defensive back from uh, Louisiana. Um, Headed to Ole Miss this weekend, I think. He went to Georgia over the weekend. I think Georgia is more enamored with him than Georgia thought it would be. Georgia has a decision to make. There's another defensive back that is down to Georgia and Cincinnati, which is an odd final duo, but that's where it is. Yeah. And and it has a uh, – there are some th- – th- those two appear to be somewhat related at this point. I don't know what I expect on Darren Branch. I would believe anything at this point. Yeah, the – I think that he took the visit and there wasn't anything imminent that, that happened afterwards, or I guess nothing was expected. If he does, in fact, make it to Ole Miss this weekend, I think that he makes it in this class. I would probably bet more than 50% on that. I think if he shows, they kind of get him to reaffirm that commitment. I expect him to sign with Ole Miss. Uh, and, and look, I, I don't know if, if the recruits kind of feel this way, but um, you know, it's it's one of those things where they didn't keep everybody in the class, and they chose to to keep you. So maybe that means a lot to him. Maybe it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I think he'll be in this class. Malachi Weidman is is fascinating. Four star wide receiver out of Florida. He's committed to Florida State. Uh, kind of a two sport guy. Can do a little bit of everything. I know that. Um, Ole Miss plays a basketball game on Saturday in Baton Rouge, but the game's an early tip. The team will be back in town at a pretty reasonable hour on Saturday. It's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that that, uh, Kermit Davis is expected to sit down with him at some point to at least say hello. And um, I don't know what I I think here. I think this is is a chance for a steal, I I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's uh, I, I heard that about Kermit. And look, I mean, all you got to do is search his name on Twitter and check out some of the dunks that he's done. I mean, there was uh, a couple AAU games where LeBron James was in attendance, and he had a couple dunks where LeBron came out of his seat and walked a couple steps on the floor, kind of in awe. Uh, he's a super super talent, and. I think his I would I think his future is in football. Um, now, not to say he's certainly he's talented enough to to probably play Power Five basketball. Um, but man, Neil, this is just the the biggest alley oop that we could have ever had on the software. I mean, this is just this just has Terrence Davis written all over it. Am I right? <laughs> I mean. Um, it's uh but yeah he's this 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 kid is 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 real deal wide receiver he's a four star borderline five star on rivals big tall um hands are i imagine his hands are huge he's got some pretty impressive highlights of just plucking balls out of the air one-handed with dbs in front of him this is another one of those where he's committed to florida state but if he shows up on campus, I think Lane Kiffin and, and Kevin Smith have got a real shot to flip him here. And I think I'm not ready to to say that it will happen. But I think that if he does show up in Oxford, it, it, there's a good that'll be something to watch over the weekend for sure. Yeah, you know Mike Norvell and company are going to try to keep him home. They're they're gonna, oh yeah they're yeah. going to say oh it's going to be cold. You don't want to go there. It's, <laughs> it's boring. You, you need to just stay home and rest and 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 yeah play with your playstation your xbox whatever yeah your girlfriend's gonna miss you yeah just 
if he shows, it's game on, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I, like I said, cannot say enough about what Kevin Smith has done in a short period of time, and that's that's just going to make our jobs fun for the 2021 class just to I feel like they're just going to be looking all over the place and in Florida and I mean the guy's a respected name and it's evident by these guys showing up for official visits that they like him he was in Detroit yesterday I mean they're they're recruiting they're recruiting everywhere it's a totally the the paradigm the blueprint is completely different than what it's been in the past um Jason Jones the big defensive tackle 6'5 322 pound kid Three-star player has been committed to Alabama since July the second, but actually July the second of 2018. But it feels like Alabama has told him perhaps you should shop, and um, and he's doing that. Took a visit last weekend. Uh, he's coming into Ole. He's to Oregon last weekend. He's to Ole Miss this weekend. It doesn't feel like he's going to sign with the Crimson Tide. No, I don't think so. I, he did an interview a couple months ago, I believe it was before early signing day, where he pretty much said that he hadn't talked to Alabama. And uh, I mean, if you're if you're getting ghosted by a staff, it's pretty obvious what's happening. They signed uh, Jamarian Latham in the early signing period. I think they're going to sign McKinley Jackson in this signing period. Uh, I think they're running out of spots, and good on him to kind of. Read the tea leaves, read between the lines, all the, all that good stuff there with, with the metaphors and whatnot. But took a visit to Oregon, which, by the way, Neil, if we're doing top five official visits, that's, I'm taking one to Oregon. No doubt. Really? That'd be, the, that'd be where you'd go? Oh, man. All the free swag that you get when you go there? Oh, that's, Absolutely. Good, that's a good point. I do love this. Yeah. Their uniforms are fantastic. I, I, do you want to do your five official visits real quick? Uh, yeah, we can do, do that. Do we have time? Yeah, sure. sure. Why, okay. not? Why not? Yeah. So what are yours? Oh, boy. Um, five official visits for me. Ooh. I'm trying to think. I used to have, like, all these answers, and now I think about what would I, where would I like to go. Okay, I'd go to Iowa for sure. Oh, okay. Got to gotta check out Iowa. Um, I've never been... I've become a fan. I'd have to go check them out and see them. I'll, let's do one at a time. I've got Iowa. What's one, what's one of yours? Uh, so I'll go to Oregon okay. as one. I'm, I'm probably going to UCLA on a visit. I just think it would be kind of cool. Um, Brentwood's cool. Uh, I wouldn't want to go to UCLA, but something tells me that an official visit there might be kind of fun. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't hate that one. Um, honestly, I'd probably, <clears throat> I'd probably go I, uh, Hawaii because I've never been there. That'd be cool. Yeah. Now, supposedly they're really careful with, with visitors about, they got to make sure you're super serious about it before you. Well, this is a hypothetical. Okay. So. But, but fair point. All right, you're, you're taking Hawaii. Um, I'm going to Texas and I'll tell you why. Those people are really weird about football, and the the girls in the in the boots and stuff. It kind of does something for me, and I got a feeling that it could be an eventful forty eight hours. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think. You know, I I should have prepared better because I've actually answered this question with friends before, and I feel like I had some really good ones i guess my next one would probably be uh let's think about this if we're just because this is such a different answer being a 32 year old as opposed to being a 17 year old i'd probably say i'm just going on like straight like what the what the official visit would be like as a travel destination i'd probably say uc santa barbara (laughs) <laughs> Do they play football? Sure. <laughs> I'm I'm very very set in my ways, and my wife is is on the same page here. If we ever win the lottery, we are moving there to Santa Barbara, California. That place is incredible. Huh. I don't know if you've ever been. I love that place. I have. Uh, I've been through it not that long ago. It did seem really nice. It's beautiful, beautiful land. 
Yeah, it's I've never been to Europe or like Italy or Greece, but the way that you're like on a beach and then you can see mountains, that's kind of how I picture what, you know, the hill like mountains in Italy or Greece or whatever would look like. Yeah. I I love that part of California, central to southern California. Mm-hmm. I don't Yeah, not, I, not all the way to LA. Yeah, I liked LA. I I would like to go back and do more. We were only there for a day and a half. And but yeah, I do like NorCal Central. That's kind of what I like. So we're we're at three visits each. Is that what we've done? Yes. I'd take one to LSU. Okay. That's fair. For game days, Baton Rouge is a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, as an as a as a college town. I don't think Baton Rouge is, is that great. Not anymore. It's honestly, there are certain parts of Baton Rouge that are pretty shady. Yeah. Um, like Caroline has mentioned LSU, my daughter a little bit. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but man, like going to a game and especially if you know the right people when it comes to tailgating, yes, man, you can have a whale of a time. Oh, I think in terms of just you know, everybody, everybody, calm down before you lose your mind about the Grove and stuff. <laughs> I think if you're talking about just having a really fun game day, just one random game day, go have a great time, kind of be crazy. If you know the right people and can get in the right part for the tailgate and stuff, I don't think you can beat LSU on a just a random day. Yeah, it's it's a pretty great place. Um, yeah, food, atmosphere, the fans are passionate. I mean, if, if you're, it's, if it's you're respectful, of, they're yeah. not going to heckle you. Yeah, it's laid back. Uh, it's 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 kind of like Mardi Gras. It's more it's it's more laid back than a. Now I I, now I can't say this because I haven't been in the Grove for a football game in twelve years. Okay, so I don't know what the Grove's like anymore on game day. I have no, no Neil, I have no idea. If, Neil, if you really want to get, do we really want to get people triggered? Uh, we can be careful here, but go ahead. I'll, I'll, well, I'm not scared. It's, I'll say this, and it, it, obviously being older, I've changed the way I look at things. I think the Grove before a football game is very overrated now. That is, it is Zach Barry. Zach Barry saying this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I I don't. I mean, you know, it's 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 hard for me because I don't. You know, people say, well, you don't know. I, mean, I don't. You're number one. I'm a sports writer, so I'm. It's a pregame is a time that I don't want to get nasty because I got to go sit in a press box. I don't want to get drinks spilled all over me because again, I'm sitting in a press box. Um, I'm don't. It's it's just it's just become this. It, all it is now is just a bunch of dudes, a bunch of wannabe barstool dudes, and it's just everybody just getting hammered at 11 a.m. It's just college kids. That, you know, there's no like, and I you know look, it's college. Of course they're going to be doing that. I, I'm fine with that, but it's just a dip, different vibe now. It's it's I, I see more just dudes with a tent and one table and then a cooler and that's it. There is no like. There is no like getting together and hanging out with with your friends and enjoying the Grove. It's just a it's just a means to an end where hey, this is where we're you know blacking out for the day. Interesting. I like I said, I, I haven't I haven't done it in so long that I don't know what it's like. I, I don't. I, people, yeah. People will like people will call. I had uh, I had a uh, old friend get in touch with me this past season the lsu game he's like hey we're gonna be in the grove where will you be i'm like nowhere near the grove and it's oh well what are you gonna do i'm like well i mean i don't i don't do the grove and boggled his mind you know so Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll get that a lot but okay so 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 lsu was my fourth what's your fourth my fourth what were you gonna say people hate us right now yeah, that's fine. I'm not saying the Grove sucks. I'm just saying for me, I don't do it. Like my my parents would they would tailgate in the circle. I think it's a little more low key over there. Um, my fourth would be because I've never been there and I've heard it's awesome. I would do Washington for Seattle, and they have a cool game day vibe over there. Oh yeah, now that's this is where you and I might end up on an official visit together. Okay. 
Washington. We might, we might talk about playing together. Hey, might, let's do this thing. You know? We might talk about playing together. I, yeah, so there's a chance that I would take my five visits to places that I wouldn't sign. I don't know where I'd – I mean, obviously <laughs> obviously, I'm signing with ULM. I mean, that's that's going to be the, yeah. the, the dream. See, that's – See, that's the thing, yeah. I could just take five wherever I want and then sign with Ole Miss. That's that's the beauty of this hypothetical. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to our list before people hate us. Uh, okay. To Travion Brown, who, I'll be honest, wide receiver, ranked as a two-star kid, which I know is going to get people worked up, from Shreveport. I should know more about him being a North Louisiana boy, but I don't know a whole lot. So I did see uh, Derek Nix went to see him. Uh, this week, and I took a glimpse at his film just because I didn't know much about him, and pretty impressive. I, I will say he looked to have played a ton for. Um, he, he looked to have a ton of touches in high school. I think uh, if I'm looking at his his stats here um, at Northwood High School. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar, he's 6'1", 175. Uh, he had 20 touchdowns as a senior, and that's as a receiver, which is pretty impressive. Um, just under 1,000 yards on the season. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think on film he, he looked to be pretty good. Uh, I, it wasn't anything mind-blowing, but he's got some good speed, uh, ran a number of different routes. It wasn't just go routes, you know, or any kind of, you know, simplistic high school type stuff there but yeah he had 58 receptions for 912 yards and had 20 total touchdowns so pretty uh pretty impressive there for for him if i if i'm being honest i think that that's that's an impressive stat for sure alan horace the tight end out of crockett texas i know they've gone to see him a couple of times um He's coming in this weekend, or at least is scheduled to. He's been to uh, UTSA and Arkansas in the past two weeks, not in that order. Um, Got to feel like this is an Ole Miss-Arkansas thing, right? I think so. They've been on him for probably a month now. They like his size, and they, they got um, – we were joking about this on the Red Cup podcast. We're – we don't know if it's Yabua or Yaboya, but we're just going to call him your boy. Yeah. Uh, the transfer from Temple, just we can just go, hey, your boy. Um, so he's coming in for one year, and then they've got Demarcus Thomas, who is kind of one of those, you know, flex type tight ends. Is he going to be a tight end? Is he going to be a receiver? But I think they want to take one more. And I, Horace looks good, man. He big guy runs really well, and. Um, you know, he's just one of those new types of tight ends these days that they've got wide receiver skill sets. And, I mean, he he is more than comfortable in space and dealing with defensive backs. I mean, this isn't a guy that operates only in the box and against linebackers. He can move, and uh, he's impressive. So I think Ole Miss is sitting in a good spot here. I was curious if Baylor was going to get involved with the new staff, but it doesn't seem like they will. So I think uh, – Ole Miss has probably got the uh, the high ground here. I think I agree. And then on this one, I can I can give some insight. Cedric Melton, the offensive tackle, he is mm-hmm. committed to Arizona. But oh yeah, Cedric Melton. You ever heard of him, Neil? <laughs> yeah, I heard about him <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Houston. He goes to Klein Kane. Um, now that Robert Scott is off the table and is headed to uh, Florida State. I think Ole Miss will offer Melton this weekend, and I think Melton will commit on the spot. Yeah. There's another uh, really good frame-type player for Ole Miss. I mean, got to love the guys that are 6'5 or taller. He's already sitting at 260, 265. I've never seen him in person. I imagine it's a good 265. I, I don't think that they would be looking at him if he was a little sluggish. I'm actually told he's a little bigger than that now. Um, okay. Rivals, when rivals weighed him, that's why we have him at 262. They obviously he went to one of the rivals things and and got on a scale, and that's what it said. So that's that's where he is until yeah, whatever. People that get obsessed with that, I, whatever. He he's closer. I'm I'm told he's closer to like 275, 280 at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that. Like you said, you you spoke with him and you seem to think that 
Ole Miss is in a good spot if they offer him because that's kind of what I'm assuming what they're going to do is bring him in, offer him in person, and then yeah, there's a good chance that he'll flip because yeah. if you're committed, if you're committed to Arizona, and you're going to Arizona, you're you're not worried about getting an offer and visiting Ole Miss, right? Yeah, no, he will if given an offer, he will commit. Yeah, and then the last one that's on this list, and I guess there could be others, but is Edric Edric. Whitley, you would think I could say that mm-hmm. right now. He is a cornerback, 5'11", 160-pounder from, I believe I'm pronouncing this correct, Pflugerville, Texas, which is kind of equidistant to the west of uh, Dallas and, and Austin. Yeah, from, from Wise High School. He um, kind of got to generating a little buzz the last couple of weeks. Um, Ole Miss offered him. Miami offered him. He, that's pretty much the extent of his offer sheet. I mean, he's got some small schools around Texas, but uh, I think that they really like his game. Uh, Blake Gideon was the one who extended the offer and and uh, has been recruiting him. I I see a lot of I guess what they're seeing on film. Um, he's a super aggressive uh, type corner. Comes up in a run support not afraid to come up and, and deliver a hit or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that this is this is going to be one to watch over the weekend. I, I reached out to him yesterday. He said that uh, Coach Gideon and, and Terrell Buckley are coming to see him this week. Could be today. Um, but uh, says he still plans on visiting Ole Miss this weekend, and uh, I think that that bodes well for, for the Rebels because um, no other visits listed and uh, – Ole Miss, one of two Power Five schools that have offered him. I think that they have a really good shot at at landing him, um, unless he might just want to go to Incarnate Word and you know play for Eric Morris. Oh, well, who wouldn't? Yeah. All right, I saved the crazy for last. We'll finish here. Um, eight days out. I've reached out to some people about Zachary Evans to find out. Hey, what's the latest? <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, with I don't want to do anything that disparages the kid. I was told last week, don't be surprised at all if he doesn't sign with anyone on February. <sighs> no. Uh, don't be surprised if he just doesn't do it. And I don't think we're quite there yet, but it appears that we might be headed in that direction because Georgia appears to have cooled. Huh. Uh, After going to Tennessee? Tennessee, yeah. yeah, Tennessee doesn't. He's not saying, "Hey, I'm headed." He's not doing the public any kind of a public thing. And I keep getting these messages from people that Ole Miss is still in this on the periphery. I've reached out to some people who have been familiar with him, who have essentially said, "Hey, man, everybody that's around the kid has pretty much washed their hands of it for now." So I, I don't to answer your question that people have. Like, what's the latest? I don't know. Yeah. I did find it interesting in those two posts on uh, Rivals.com. One of them was, uh, I believe it was Rob Cassidy and Woody Womack, and then there was another one. They were talking about who can close the best and then what what each SEC West team needs. Um, I can't remember who it was. You posted it this morning. But they all mentioned Ole Miss when it came to Zachary Evans, and I found that very interesting. Um. So that was that, and look, I mean, it's not like everybody at the network is in tune with everything on every single prospect. So, and, and like you said, your guess is as good as anybody's at this point. I mean, the guy just clearly doesn't really know where he wants to go. He's just kind of up in the air. But I did find that interesting that they all mentioned, and these are all national guys who, if if anybody knows, they would know. They they still mention Ole Miss, so. Not saying that he'll sign with Ole Miss, but no, just... I, I don't. I don't know what he'll do. Yeah. Um I, I can tell you that that the Ole Miss people felt like if he were going to go to Ole Miss, he would already be here right now. They 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 were the one school that was offering him the mid the mid year enrollee. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to do that. I don't. Again, I don't want to disparage a young person. I just don't. I, I just don't think right now he has his mind in a place where he's thinking about college. Yeah, I did see that uh, his teammate Marcus Cockrell was with him in Knoxville. He was, and uh, and but I assume they offered him. Yeah, they did. 
They, I, I, well, I think they did. But again, when you offer cockerel, here's the risk, and this is so now we're ripping another kid. So I'm just kind of. <laughs> Here's the here's the risk, and if you're not in love with Cockrell as an SEC player, and you sign him, and you sign Evans, and Evans can't qualify academically, then you're stuck, and you're quote stuck in quote with Cockrell, and if he ends up not being an SEC player, you gave two for zero. Yeah, and two for zero is a deal that right now only the Chicago Cubs would make. I mean, you know, <laughs> so um, yeah, well, I, I just think. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I keep getting told by some people, hey, don't be surprised if he doesn't sign with anyone. He doesn't really understand this process right now. He doesn't get it. He's not taking it particularly seriously. Um, stuff like that. I don't know whether that's true or not. He, he's one of those kids that when it's over, you'd love to actually sit down and talk to him and say, take me through your recruiting process, and then the rest of that could be just fascinating. But that probably is not going to happen anytime soon. He did talk to some Tennessee media. Uh, he did not talk to us the week before, and I looked him square in the eye and asked if he would comment, and he said, no, uh-uh, kind of almost laughed and got into a call. All right, we'll, uh, we'll stop there. We'll come back next week. We'll do a signing day preview of sorts. I think I'm speaking for you, Zach, when I say that. That sort of probably sounds like a smart plan. We'll do a, a signing day preview of sorts Monday or Tuesday of next week. And uh, get you ready for signing day, and then we'll uh, we'll do a signing day recap sort of a show at the end of the week, and then we'll uh, we'll probably take a week off after that to kind of let ourselves marinate. For the people who are used to the old recruiting calendar, lots of unofficial visitors in February and stuff. I was told uh, by by people that this year February is a dead period that won't happen there won't be any junior days in February so there will be a, a little bit of a cooling off period in recruiting in the month of February so uh, that's probably going to be disconcerting for some and refreshing for others but uh, that's the deal and so we'll talk about all of that next week on the soft verbal podcast presented by dead Soxy. don't forget deadsoxy.com promo code rebel grove for 30 percent off of your order for Zach Barry I'm Neil McCready that does it talk to you next week Bye.